Yo. What is up, motherfucker? How you doing? Uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit tired, weary. Yeah. Uh, went. So, my mother is getting older. That's the thing that's happening. Mine's so, not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so, like, I'm. Uh, after the Christmas like debacle of having to kick and fight and scream and cry to get the family together, I'm like, I need to see my family more. That's a thing. So we decided that we're going to do uh, hang out with my mom and Stu uh, every, like every other Saturday. Make it a point. Put it on the calendar. This is the thing we're doing. And so today was like the first one of those. And it was fun. We did, yeah, like, played games and stuff. And uh, so we played uh, Ellen's Heads Up game. And Stu picked a category called uh, I Second That Emotion, I think is what it's called, or something like that. Um, Or, like, something about emotions, right? And the gist of this is the card has an emotion on it, and express yourself is what it's called. Yeah, that's it. Uh, And it has like an emotion or something, and you have to act it out. You can't say anything. And so we're trying to give clues, and then we're realizing like some of the like these aren't really emotions, like drunk or clumsy. So clumsy comes up, and like we've passed like seventeen million times. And I'm like, we got to get a couple of these. So Clumsy comes up. I'm like, I got it. I stand up and I oh, take... The game's arguing that Clumsy is an emotion? Apparently. Whatever. Okay. It could be a character trait. It could be I, of an adjective. Mm-hmm. It could be a verb. I don't think it's an emotion. I don't think it's a verb either, but I, it's definitely not an emotion. But I think the card, they just needed more cards, right? Because once you get past, like, happy, sad, frustrated, yeah. uh, I'm out. Uh, so it was clumsy. I was like, I got this. I stand up, I take two steps, and I trip over the coffee table. And boy, did I hurt myself. <laughs> uh, I tripped over with my right foot, and what I should have done was, like, move my left foot. But instead, I decided to keep it in place, and so that got bent, and, like, I fucked up my toes. But then that knee hit, and now I have a big fucking uh, bump on my knee. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> did it, did your team at least get the clue? Nope. <laughs> nope. Insult to injury. Did bro. not get clumsy. It's actual insult to actual yeah. injury. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Yeah, he guessed falling down, <laughs> which is goes, what I was doing. He just goes totally literal. Uh-huh. Like he's like miming. <laughs> He was getting, like, it was a lot of things, like, uh, evil, right? And so, like, I do, like, the Mr. Burns kind of uh, steeple my fingers, you know, rub my hands together. And he was hitting every word that means evil that isn't evil. Like, evil's the simple word. Mm -hmm. He's going for all them dictionary words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was fun, though. Good. Uh, what does your shirt mean? I don't understand. It says, untapped, unkeep, 
Draw main, combat main end. It's untap, uh, untap, upkeep. Oh, I'm sorry. Draw main, combat main end. And it's got the ands in between. This is the phases of a turn in Magic the Gathering. Okay. It's a really nerdy shirt. It is. I didn't get it at all. Yeah. Uh, I really like this shirt because nobody gets it. And I'm like, I'm a better nerd than you. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to be a nerd, fucking nerd. And then they shove me in a garbage can. <laughs> in the locker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there aren't a lot of lockers around in adult life when you're not at the gym. No. And I'm not at the gym. <laughs> uh, you could fit in a meat locker. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they could. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm here. Might as well Rocky Balboa this shit. Yeah. Um. That's good. How was your birthday? Good. Uh, went, like, we hung out with the parents and then uh, went and saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. Speaking of being a giant nerd, this movie is so full of joy and so packed full of references and Easter eggs, but also just, do you know the thing, uh, you know the thing where a lot of like shitty animated, like the non-Pixar, non-Disney animated movies, where it's just like, okay, we wrote the script, we animated it, we just need some, we need a joke that a character says off screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was so full of jokes, and they were all written, and like it wasn't just a character falls into a vat of pudding, you know. Off screen, it was there were tons of jokes, and references, the whole oh, thing. Oh man, I fell into a vat of pudding. Yeah, <laughs> two hours of pure joy. Like when they first announced it, I thought this is going to be terrible. They're going to screw up Miles Morales so hard, and then like it started getting good buzz, and I was like, all right, maybe it'll be good. I was not prepared for how great it was. I feel like uh, cartoons. Are cartoons cheaper to make than live action movies? I was going to say this, but I but I think my fundamental premise might be flawed. I mean, doing a cool CGI stunt is easier and cheaper in in computer graphics or animation than it is doing live action plus. But I'm talking. I'm graphics. talking the whole film. Did did this Spider Man movie cost less to make than the Avengers movies? Oh yeah. So I I don't know. I'm surprised that that isn't like. Not even just for superhero stuff, but uh, that animated. Like, why aren't there more animated horror movies? Like, you could get as gory and crazy as mm-hmm. possible, right? Like, uh, I feel like if you because there's a stigma, right? There, there is. But I feel like you could break that. Like, but I guess it's, I think it's that a this lot of, might do that. Yeah, like it, you know, because like the animation was great. The they had um, the stippling in every shot. You know, the little dots that make up uh, a comic, like old 60s oh, okay. comics and stuff, the little dots. Sure. Um, and they used, like, cross-hashing for um, shading and stuff. But, like, the premise of this is it's into the Spider-Verse. Different Spider-People from different universes kind of show up. So John Mulaney is, is Pork, uh, Peter Porker, Spider-Ham, and he is drawn like a Looney Tunes character. But just him. And then Nicolas Cage plays Spider-Man Noir, and he is in black and white, and there's always wind <laughs> wherever he is. Like, so it it did a lot being kind of, I don't know, a forerunner to what could be an entire new wave of big blockbuster animated films. Yeah, I, I think that there's the potential for it. I mean, being a horror podcast, I think that there's 
that's totally could be a thing. Sure. Um, there's a imagine what Jason could do in animation. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. Um, good. So that was a your Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah. A nightmare movie would be great. Um, so that was your big highlight of your birthday. Yeah. Good. Did you get anything exciting other than crickets? Uh, <laughs> so what did Marie, uh, Marianne think about that? Did she think that I was totally off my rocker? She said, if I were on the podcast, I would have eaten one, but since I'm not, I'm not going to eat one. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> uh, which by the way, like if you presented them all to me at once, I probably would have eaten none. But since you're like, here, I got you this. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take one. I'm going to I'm gonna take one for the podcast. Yep. And then you're like, okay, and now you're going to eat this. And I'm like, nope. No, I'm not. Uh, but so, like, Marianne got me a big, because, you know, Christmas and my birthday are a week apart. So she's like, here's the thing that you got for, I've got it. It's both Christmas and your birthday. And it was a turntable and a nice cabinet to hold the turntable and a bunch of records. Um, and then a couple records, a couple Christmas albums. Uh, Seth MacFarlane doing a Christmas album and uh, She and Him, which is Zoe Deschanel. Um, no, 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 no. It's M. Ward and Zoe Deschanel. Okay. Don't try that. Sure, I don't know who the other guy is. Oh, dude. Other than he's him. M. Ward is fantastic. Matthew Ward. It almost sounds like you're saying M. Ward. Like you don't like is it is it motherfucker has one word is that the M word <laughs> is it no memories no he's great he is wonderful I like the album yeah which which one do you have volume one it's a Chris the one of Christmas albums oh okay. it's the early it's the it's not the latest release it's the early earlier Christmas album I think they have two different ones okay well they've got two different real CDs too um yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you would like M. Ward. Probably. Yeah. So she was like, this is your Christmas and, and birthday combined, and she actually gave it to me like a week before Christmas because it contained Christmas albums that we listened to. And so I wasn't expecting anything for her birth- for my birthday. And then she's like, midnight happened, you know, we do the countdown, blah. And then she's like, do you want your present now? And I was like, you already said that there wasn't a present. And she's like, yeah, I know I said. I know what I said. And I was like, all right, whatever you want to do. She's like, all right, I'll give it to you now. And it was definitely album shaped. I open it up and uh, I am basically immediately start crying because it is the the Nirvana Unplugged album on like super nice, really heavy vinyl, which is that album. I cannot get through that album without crying because I am a pussy and like I can't. I don't like that I live in a world without Kurt Cobain now. Um, but yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on, awesome. on vinyl? Do you, do you think so, vinyl sounds better? Here's the thing. I have a turntable now, but I am, I don't have speakers or an amplifier. So I'm Bluetoothing the, the table, the turntable to a speaker. So the, the thing about vinyl is, you know, it, it is analog. It, you, the waves aren't squared off. But then you have to convert it to digital anyway, and it's going to square the waves just to transfer it to Bluetooth. So I'm getting literally no benefit other than it sounds poppier, like scratchier and poppier. So, but there's, there's just a warmth there that I do like. But also, I 
I'm not going to collect CDs. I'm not going to collect tapes. But I'm I like collecting vinyl. Yeah. So I get that. The the issue that I have, so the vinyl's a big it's coming back. It's been coming back. Uh and people are claim that it sounds better, that it's it holds more whatever, right? I never heard a difference. I could not couldn't mm-hmm. see the difference at all. So I started looking into it and scientifically there's only been one person, and it was like a sixth grade girl, who could scientifically tell the difference between music that was played on vinyl and music that was digital. Like, so, and she's the anomaly. She's like, I think if yeah. that one person happens, you just need to throw her out. Yeah. Um, so basically, there is no difference. I think the question becomes what you were talking about, about as far as collectability mm-hmm. can't argue with that and the type of music that it was recorded for and what it best suits. Right. Yeah. Cause you're not going to want to listen to uh, an electronic band on right. vinyl. Right? I'm not like, going to smack my bitch up on vinyl. Exactly. So, so those things don't make sense, but just the general to say vinyl is better mm-hmm. from an audio file perspective. I kind of the inner hipster in me now wants a Skrillex album. Um, <laughs> But uh, like scientifically, that's just yeah. not true. And like I said, depending on what it is, I think it suits better in different formats. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if we were talking scientifically, there literally is a difference whether we can perceive it or not. That's what. Yeah. Sure. You're about perception. Yes. There literally is a difference. You I, don't not, square the waves. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm yeah. saying that the human ear can't but, differentiate yeah. between the two. So if you're it's, tr- trying to say in general, all vinyl is better. No. Right. It's like... Uh, 4K TVs, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, should I get 720, 1080, 4K, 8K, whatever? Like, you know, at certain sizes, you can't tell the difference. You know, below 42 inches, you can't tell the difference between 720p and 1080p. Below, I think, 65 inches, you can't tell the difference between 1080p and 4K. But why 4K TVs usually look better now is because there's a bunch of other technology there are better frame rates. There's like HDR and things like HDR color. It's, yeah, and stuff it's like not that. that in on its own. the 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 best way that I describe that is like, so like I have, uh, when I play like Sega Genesis mm-hmm. on my TV, yeah. which is an HD TV, it yeah. looks like shit. Yes. And it's just because of what it's doing. It's totally blowing it up and making it blocky. Like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Looks fucking terrible. But a lot you of need that a is tube TV. A lot of that is also like. A lot of those games were like fudged with because they were going to be on on screens like that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we can get away with this and this and this and like um, the NES had you you notice if you play it on a big TV like on um, the left hand edge, there's like a weird like blurry thing, mm-hmm. and that has to do like that would disappear on a, your normal tube TV, um, but that is. How they load in. Like, I watched the, uh, a video. Somebody level. took a, a high frame rate uh, recorder and they recorded a, somebody playing Mario. Mm-hmm. And Mario, all the Nintendo games uh, basically flash constantly so fast mm-hmm. that it the human eye can't perceive it or whatever. It was really interesting. Right. Um, there's also a thing. So did you ever play an NES? You, did you have an NES? Yeah. Um, did you ever play a game and you would notice that things would start flashing? Just barely perceptible, but you would notice a little bit that it's maybe, flashing? Maybe. 
So what that was is there was a sprite limit. I think it was 11. You can only have 11 sprites. Don't quote me on the number, but I think it was something like that. You can a only sprite have... is basically a character or an image, right? Right. Like it's a preformed image. Right. But uh, um, yeah, so you can only have like 11 or so many. You can only have so many sprites on the screen at once. Mm-hmm. And when games wanted to have more enemies, they would literally alternate frames. And so an enemy would appear and disappear on alternate frames. Okay, that makes sense. And that's the way they got around the sprite limit and eventually basically doubled it. Makes sense. Yeah. So you would have sprites on top of backgrounds is how they would. It's a background and then you have a sprite. Right. I mean, technically it's all sprites, but animated sprites and yeah. Nice. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you had a good uh, good little Yeah. Did you day. Did you stay up for New Year's? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. You are an old man. I give zero shits about that yeah. at all. I give a shit because it's like everyone's counting down to my birthday. Yeah. And it's makes it's like, hey guys, me, me, yeah, me. No. My wife went out and I went to bed at eight, and it was great because <laughs> my kids weren't here either. They went, nice. they went up. My kids stayed up till midnight at, at my sister in law's and my brother's house. Nice. And Russ went to bed at eight. Spider Man all over the house. It was. No, I went to bed. That's pretty much my night. <laughs> Later, everybody. Good night. <laughs> it was uh, the perfect night for Russ. Like, that's my dream night. Do you know it's not a dream night? Uh, Monstro. Any, any night that involves watching Monstro. I, so, you never know what you're getting with a glory hole. Yeah. We got, uh, like, warty, uh, smegma-filled, uncircumcised dick with Monstro. Mm-hmm. We got... A movie with a Spanish title that is completely in English and is Australian, and another movie with a completely English title that is like half in Spanish. See, si. <laughs> yes, we and, did. And the, the, uh, so, Monster like thought that it was rock, like it felt rockabilly. Like, oh, this is one hundred percent like, hey, we just watched those the Grindhouse movies, and we're gonna make a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it bleeds that, and we listen. And to also, sh- we don't know how movies are made. And we listen to Stray Cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us a synopsis of Monstro. Monstro is about three women killers who go to a beach, and there's a sea monster, and they fight it. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. That's literally the synopsis of the film. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not, yeah. not your synopsis. The film yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Uh, because th- these are cold-blooded killers that are also our protagonists that we're supposed to like? Yeah. Well, I kept expecting... Uh, so so we open on them, black and white, and they're uh, they're all dressed like 50s pinup girls. Mm-hmm. And... But the Australian version of it, which is like slightly off. Yeah. Because uh, Blondie's kind of dressed like uh, Marianne from... Uh, Gilligan's Island? Yeah, kind of. Sure. Uh, they uh, have a broken down vehicle, so they're waiting for help. They finally get the help and then proceed to murder the two guys that And they help them. slit the throat and it turns to color. Oh my God. Which, it's so... which made me like it less. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, I felt like the girls were all, they're, they're pretty girls, but I felt like they were way prettier in black and white. And I don't yeah. know if it's just a classy thing, like especially with their chic that they were wearing, mm-hmm. the, their, their style. Yeah. Felt like the black and white I feel white like Beretta's the only one who actually pulled it off. Like the pinup girl mm. look. Yeah. The other ones were just slightly off. Yeah. Um, 
Also, at, at the beginning, she's like asleep standing up. Blondie is outside like asleep standing up. Something. And then she stretches, but she doesn't stretch all... It's like... How do you not know how to act a I just woke up from sleeping standing up stretch? <laughs> she like doesn't even put her arms up all the way. She's just like They don't do that in ah. Australia. And I don't know if like her costume made it so she couldn't do it, but it looked awkward. That might have been what it is. The her uh clothing was too tight. And then they do the thing that every movie does a lot of horror movies do. The ten minute intro card title card? <laughs> well they cycled through the music stations. And then landed on the news? Mm-hmm. Has that ever been a thing you've ever done ever? You're like, I don't know where we are. Let's get to a, a station on the radio. Oh, the news. Well, Yay. Well, if you're killing people and want to hear if they're talking about you, you'd probably be doing that. I guess. But you probably would be doing that the whole time and yeah. not just waiting until you start to drive away at the convenient time. And then immediately just like, ah, fuck it, put in a tape. All right. So let's say you do commit this horrible crime. Mm-hmm. You will be paranoid, want to be knowing constantly what's going on. This is happening right now. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to be Googling, like, murder outside (laughs) my apartment, like your address, right? Right. So how do you you handle that? Uh, Figure out what's on the news and to to basically, like, stalk the investigation. Yeah. See how famous I am. Well, like, or or if they're me. getting close, like have they yeah. found the body? So I think the answer to that, that I didn't have the answer to until I was questioning it, mm-hmm. is you just be on your local news page and just yeah. be refreshing constantly. Yeah. Because that's not going to trigger anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're like Googling, like, did anybody find the body I killed? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, have you ever seen that, that Google Street View that looks like a dude dumping a body? Yeah, but it was like a dog. Yeah. Like a wet dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie that I watched that I really enjoyed called Come Out and Play a while ago. Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was a remake uh, of a movie called Who Could Kill a Child. Um, good good marketing move to switch the title of that. Uh, so I was like trying to find this. I, I'd, I'd realized that and then we started the podcast and stuff and I was like, I should look into finding a copy. I have Come Out and Play. I should find a copy of who could kill a child. So I Googled it, but I didn't really remember the name. So what did I Google? How to kill a child. How to kill a child. (laughs) Good job. And and I realized like, ah, this is not right. (laughs) This is not the right uh, thing. So then I went backwards and went to come out and play and figured out the movie is called who can, so I might be on a watch list because I definitely Googled how to kill a child. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who named that movie did like th- okay so like you're the executive or whatever do you just like walk up to a complete stranger like look okay we're trying to name this movie okay well, what's it about well uh it's about this guy and he only kills children who could kill a child that's perfect i feel like this is like 70s grindhouse movies like yeah. they're trying to get those we're so fucking edgy yes uh, yes <laughs> yep uh i have no more notes for the rest of the scene so. okay so i'm almost out of notes for the movie <laughs> because they kill him they drive away they end up at the beach right yeah. uh and which is a weird it's not a beach it's a dock it's it's like 
concrete and wow. It's concrete and storage units, but there are also houses. <laughs> it's Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. So an old man comes out and he begins yelling at them and, and doesn't even. Th- this is the problem. He went at them the wrong way. So he mm-hmm. knows that there's a sea monster, right? Yeah. And he's trying to prevent them from getting killed. But instead of coming out and being like, hey, ladies, this is private property. I'm going to have to request you to leave. Or, hey, there's stuff in the water. There's a bacteria. If you haven't seen the news, you're supposed to be boiling water. You can't be in here. Mm-hmm. No, he just walks. He doesn't walk. <laughs> no, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> that's the one thing he doesn't do. Well, no, that's he does that in this movie. He does walk a little bit in this movie. Uh, so he rolls out and mm-hmm. immediately is like, you bitches need to get the fuck out of here. Like, that is not the way to make friends yeah. and influence people, according to Zig Ziglar. No. This <laughs> uh also okay can we talk about these girls okay are they the hottest least sexy people ever because they're just it's they're trying to be sexy but it feels like it it was written by a 12 year old who doesn't know what sexy is and it's just like uh yeah she she talks about fishermen yeah she really wants to fuck a fisherman so like she sticks her finger in her mouth and then goes, ah, I'm a fish, and then slaps her on the ass. Yeah, I thought there was – there's definitely a weird homoerotic uh, dynamic between these three. Right, but uh, it's like – To the point where I thought, like, for a while, I was like, are they, like, vampires or something? Because, like, I'm, like, vampire yeah. lesbians is a thing, right? Sure. Uh, when you have so much time, your your sexuality is probably very fluid. Yeah, I, like, would, I would agree with that. I've you, fucked literally everyone. Uh Let's, let's try this side of the the pool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. Every vampire is a liberal. I don't yeah. know if you know that. <laughs> every vampire is a liberal. Yes. <laughs> I socially. I I can't believe we there. I need to write a like uh, a political manifesto, like guide to horror, like mm-hmm. Frankenstein, like, conservative, hardcore, bro. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. He's literally made up of pieces of the past. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like this idea. Mm -hmm. There's something there. Yeah. I do like that. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. No, we're not. No. (laughs) It's going to be like every other thing we say we're going to do. It's true. We're going to forget it the moment we leave this room. Yeah. It's a good idea, though. (laughs) I got a a notification the other day. It's like, Pokeswap.club is getting, (laughs) you should renew it. It's going to expire. And I'm like. I'm not going to do anything with that. Did you really register that? I think I remember. Yeah, I registered that a a year ago. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's like little reminders like, you failed at this. Yeah. You failed at this. (laughs) This joke thing you spent $13 on and it was a joke only to you because you didn't do anything with it. You want to do it again? Try again? A few years ago, I made a movie review website that I thought that I would do, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I bought the domain, I did the website, I got it up, I did a handful of posts or whatever, and then put it off, put it off to the point that it was forgotten about or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, a while later, like it popped up like my renewal was going to happen. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to renew this thing. And I looked at like the about page or whatever. said, more to come here. Russ, if you find yourself reading this or whatever, and you haven't done anything with it, please go hang yourself. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) like I left that note for myself that was up on the about page. (laughs) 
That is great. That you know what that is? That's knowing thyself. <laughs> you have such an awareness of who you are as a person, and that's that's pretty. Yeah, it's glorious. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I do when I start a lot of things. It's just like I need the. Like if I had gotten more hits or whatever, like affirmations from that, I would yeah. continue going. But it's like that treading water that gets difficult. Mm-hmm. Monstro. Monstro. Is a movie. Uh, barely. Okay, so. Uh, so there's Hannah. Which is the granddaughter. She, okay. Daughter? Here's what I think. Like, Let's put this in your horror manifesto, manifesto right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, horror movies want to say that 17-year-old girls are really sexy. They are the pinnacle of sexiness. You cannot get more sexy than a 17-year-old girl. I think it's supposed to be like the the, the thing that you can't have, right? Is that what Mm -hmm. they're trying to do there? I guess. Because you and I know you have 18-year-old girls everywhere wanting to be with you, right? Like, just constantly. Mm -hmm. But the the (laughs) 17-year-olds... I'm just fighting my way through these 18-year-olds trying to find a 17-year-old. Yeah. I, you know, it's you, you know, you let you let it ripen on the vine just a little bit longer until you know, you're not going to wind up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. <laughs> it is a solid theme yes. just constantly. I don't know how many times I've brought up they sexualize a 17-year-old girl. They have nudity of a girl they say is definitely 17. So there's a, Hannah is a 17 year old girl. Yes. Uh, and they invite her over, and she's all like timid, like meh. And so they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna party." By the way, what the fuck's up with your grandpa? Yeah. And uh, she's like, meh, I need to leave." Uh, and she jets, and then her friends show up. Her male friends, right? Uh, yeah. This is my favorite line. The guy says that he doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. And she responds by asking one of the girls. I don't know the difference between the three girls. Yeah. One of the girls responds and asks him if he's a faggot. No, that's Hannah. Oh, Hannah's she the one? She asks, Blondie asks Hannah, what are you, a faggot? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, fucking Eli Roth <laughs> wrote this movie. Where's he in the credits? They do. They, you're right. They, a that, blonde that, woman that's what it is. A blonde says woman. to a 17 year old girl, "What are you, a faggot?" Because she doesn't drink alcohol. Because she doesn't drink, and she stands by that. <laughs> and then 12 <laughs> seconds later, Beretta is like, uh, "You know what? Lay off of her. It's fine. Let me pour her a drink. You're gonna fucking drink this, bitch." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> and it turns out peer pressure works. That, that is even peer pressure. I think that's like <laughs> that's just pressure. Pressure. That's, that's yeah. That's... <laughs> so she gets wasted under duress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wakes up as the Joker. Okay. <laughs> she has like her. She has like. Uh, cried or wet through her mascara and it's running down her face mm-hmm. she has circles of blush or fucking magic marker or something on her face on either side uh yeah and then she goes and picks a fight with her grandpa looking like that which i'm sure he was not into have you ever watched the office do yeah. we have we talked with about the, the british office? or the american version american Okay. I love... It's my second favorite office. I love the year 
Have you watched the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I loved the episode of the year that Creed and Rain Wilson both showed dressed up as Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> because there is every year these everybody thinks they're being unique. Yeah. And they're all Harley Quinn or the Joker. Yeah. What was it this year? Uh, I mean, Black Panther was big. I feel like Black Panther. A lot of people were probably like, I didn't go out this year, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's always, it definitely feels like there's always one. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that you talked about the Joker, and that's my go to. Like, my go to Joker is Creed uh, Bratton and Rain Wilson dressed as the Joker. <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> Joker. <laughs> uh, so we get flashbacks to the old man's uh, sordid past dealing with the sea. Mm hmm. And then a sea monster shows up. Yeah. Okay. There's a weird. There's a weird montage here where they used slowed down audio that they just they took like in camera audio and slowed it down. Don't do that. That sounds like garbage. This movie won like best film at, at the Melbourne Festival. What the fuck is up with that? I don't agree. To be fair, you didn't see any of the other films at the Melbourne Festival. I saw this one. <laughs> I feel like if that's the best, I don't need to go there. Uh, can we talk about the sea monster now? Uh, sure. Do you have other things before sea monster? Well, I mean, the only thing is she talks about how her parents died, mm-hmm. but she doesn't actually know how her parents died. So it's like they treat it as a really serious story, except it doesn't last very long and it's not very epic. So it's. I just put the gremlin speech was better. <laughs> you were talking about that, and it made me go to the gremlin speech. Oh, Beretta says my favorite line of this. Better than accusing the 17-year-old girl of being a faggot? Yes. Uh, but like the Blondie and Snowball are off swimming, and uh, Beretta and Hannah are hanging out drinking, watching them. And uh, she's like... Uh, where are you from? And she's like, I've lived here all my life. And she's like, what are you doing? You got to get out there. And she says, the world is a big fuck off place, man. <laughs> and that's my favorite line from this movie. Uh, the world's a big fuck off place, man. I think fuck off is just said more. Sure. Elsewhere. That's fine. Yeah. It's still funny. I like my line better. Okay. Uh, So... Our sea monster is what? Uh, a squid, but like a Medusa squid. I feel like this would be the aquatic version of the Graboid from Tremors. Okay. Except shittier. Yeah. It looks like, did you ever have the He-Man toy set with that came with the little rubber claw thing? No, I had the... What's the like ghost man? Oh, it's like it's not Orzo. It's like oh, it's something. Oh, something. Fuck, I don't remember his name. But you, he had like a little metal thing on the bottom of him, and he had like this key, and you would uh, pull the key through the thing, and it would wind up these gears, and then he would just like spin across the table, and it was cool. I didn't have. I had the Silver Hawks plane. And that had like a rubber nose so that it was made so that you could like throw it against the wall and it would like break, but the tip was rubber so it wouldn't hurt the wall, but none of the rest was rubber so that fucked up the wall. 
I like that. I'm trying to find this uh, the rubber little hand so I can show you. Because I don't know if I can find it. I tried to vamp all I could. I um, you did a great job, Justin. I had so, a not a transformer. It was a generic transformer that was a police car, and then it turned into a robot. But it was metal, and it hurt me when it when I would get my skin caught in I'm there sure trying to transform it. Anyway, so this was I had this green toy as a kid, and it was literally you, if you were to try to make a monster going to eat your hand, mm-hmm. it's your thumb and your four fingers, right? Are, are, can't bop, bop, couldn't bop. we just say it's like the Pizza Hut Land Before Time puppets? Yeah, it's exactly like that, except a scarier version of it. Okay, so that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Same material, smelled the same. Yeah. Hold on, smell. Mm-hmm. It smells like that. Yeah, that, uh, that off-gassing that you know is destroying brain cells, but smells amazing. That's exactly what these look like. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make something CGI, make it so that it could not be replaced with a hand. <laughs> sure. Not a fan. Yeah. Looks terrible. They're like a million puppeteers credited, but they're like the same eight people who... Uh, are like every credit like the same eight people it's like when wreck uh not wreck rewind yeah credited (laughs) credited the same two people in every position and it reminded me of the critic when uh did we talk did i make this reference remember the critic with uh john lovitz lovitz Mm -hmm. uh i loved that show i did too as a like I was a kid who was like, "This forty-year-old cartoon man is hilarious." Yes, and I watched it as an adult, mm-hmm. the, f- the season a few times, and yeah. it is wonderful. There's so many predictions it makes that are true. Like there's a a scene where Francis Ford Coppola is trying to bribe uh, an Oscar for his daughter. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, comes true. There's a scene where uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the go- uh, is the president. So not exactly true. Yeah. Pretty darn close. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. Like there's a lot of those. Governor things. of the most popular state. That's but the, close. But they show John Lovitz's uh, uh, student film, and mm-hmm. it's like a crying a crying clown, and yeah. then like a birthday cake in black. It's everything's in black and white. So it's mm-hmm. like crying clown, uh, atomic bomb, birthday cake with flies on it. Yeah. And that's the end. And it says written, directed, and catered by. <laughs> John Lovitz's character, and that's what Rewind felt to me like. That's great. Uh, so the girls end up getting aided by this horrible-looking sea monster. Yeah, Snowball uh, gets fucked up in a cave. Blondie gets her head taken off. And then, okay. So, it, like I said, it's a squid, but all its tentacles are like Medusa snake bitey things right so blondie and beretta are fighting the tentacle things up top and the grandpa and hannah are in like a hidden trap door below the floor he's got a shotgun and she's like i'm gonna go help them so she takes the shotgun to go help and at this point his eye has come through one of the walls and his mouth uh has come through the door and she spends a whole lot of time not shooting that eyeball she never shoots it once and at the very end beretta's like maybe i should throw this trident into the eye guess what that's what made it fuck off i feel like universally for all creatures the eye is the weak spot 
Yeah. Is there especially an a cyclops? Is there is there an exception to that? A naked mole rat. Okay. But like a big naked mole rat. Okay. The underminer. The underminer. <laughs> <laughs> I work with a guy that looks like the mole man from The Simpsons. Hans Molman. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, in the crossover episode between The Simpsons and The Critic, the film that wins is just Hans Molman getting uh, football thrown into his crotch. I think I remember that vaguely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've looked. I'm not a big action figure guy because I'm scared of where that would lead. Like, I don't want to open yeah. that door because mm-hmm. it can be expensive and it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I looked. I thought it would be really cool, like, for a Stephen King action figure. And there's only one. Comes with a van. <laughs> That's horrible. In a wheelchair. Uh and uh, there's the, the only Stephen King action figure that's ever been pr- uh, actually produced mm-hmm. is uh, a Simpsons Stephen King action figure. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so didn't quite tickle my bone that I was hoping. Yeah. The other one that I looked into, uh, I, I really like the idea of like random ass action figures, right? Like, sure. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Freddie Mercury. Nice. And I found one but it's like 50 60 dollars but i don't know what i'm expecting because i want it to look good so mm-hmm. it's going to be expensive to do that yeah um but i don't know if i want to start down that path do you ever yeah. see bohemian rhapsody i did not by the time we're like okay let's go see a movie uh the two movies that we wanted to see which is the star is born and bohemian rhapsody were both like already out of theaters mm. uh i think that would be the place to see it for the audio mm-hmm. um but i would just make a point to sit out and just blast it yeah. When you watch it. And I won't talk about it anymore because we already talked about it. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add for Monstro? No. Don't don't watch it. Don't waste your time. It's not good. There aren't even boobs. You sound They're, like such a frat boy, dude. That's not. Here's the thing. That's what horror movies are to me. Either you are You've going watched... to entertain me with that or you're going to entertain me with boobs. And the movie wasn't entertaining, so yes, I am way more frat boy on this podcast than I like am in life. But who doesn't like boobs? Uh, I watched a video of boobs, not of boobs, mm. uh, but it was it was uh, like the best news scenes of 2018, mm-hmm. and it was a sports. I think it was a sport. It was either I think it was a CNN. It was CNN, mm-hmm. and they were interviewing somebody from a sports network. Okay. That had just gotten fired for comments that he uh, made. The black lady? Oh, no. No, it was a white guy that got fired. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so white guy gets fired for something. I don't know what it was. But he said, the only things that I believe in, like he was talking about the situation, he said, the only thing that I really believe in is death and boobs. Uh and like you watch the female CNN reporter and the other guy, there was another guy, there was a, another little bubble above her shoulder or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see them both like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Why is he bringing up boobs? And then he keeps talking for a while. She's like, I'm sorry, we got to go back to this. Did you say boobs, O-O-B-S or booze, O-O-Z-E? And he was like, boobs, I believe in boobs. And she's like, why are you t-? like... And he just kept double and tripling down on it, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're on here trying to defend yourself for getting fired, for being unprofessional, and you're bringing up 
breasts on like in your big defensive interview yes exactly and i got the feeling that i think he sees himself as like this shock jock mm-hmm. version of he's sports the howard Center. stern of espn radio yeah, exact, fox news yeah. radio whatever fox sports radio whatever what, it whatever it was yeah that's very much what it felt like that's funny um but it wasn't uh <laughs> what an idiot brought up howard stern i'm re and then she tried to sign off, and he grabbed the microphone and yelled "Baba Booey, Baba Booey" and ran away. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm reading uh, Artie Lang's second book right now. Have you seen Artie Lang recently? No, dude, you need to Google Artie Lang. It'll probably be the very you know Artie Lang, right? Is it because it's really sad or really funny? It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that had to be the answer. Yeah. So uh, this book was he wrote like ten years ago, and it's called Crash and Burn about him like at the epitome of his low point. And then figuring out not to do drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. And this was 10 years ago. He thought that he was at his low point. Look at the picture of him now. And you will see exactly that he is not at his low point in oh. 2008. Um, but you brought up Howard Stern. And like, I think Howard Stern is like one of those guys, it seems like. Yeah. See his nose? Yeah. Is so, that all like alcoholism nose? No. So there's another there's picture from a little while ago where it was like it looked like a clown where it was like blown up so big and now he has no septum so he just has like no cartilage in his nose it's all just skin oh, due to drug abuse. Yes. So what the what happened there was uh, yeah. So he uh like there was a hook from what I understand this is like third hand on the internet a hooker he had a hooker and drugs in a hotel room and he went and showered and she was using a salt shaker to break up drugs of some sort okay broke the salt shaker and made lines and he came out and snorted the lines filled with drugs salt and and glass fuck and it just destroyed everything man like addiction sucks it's scary yeah like i'm not even there, there's nothing funny about it like i think there's a lot of other people that get off on that much pain and like i want to get off on somebody like slipping on ice and then being embarrassed and getting up but like people actually getting hurt or actually like in bad places is not funny to me yeah that's why it's a little depressing to be uh going through this book now where he's like i reached my low and i fixed myself knowing that 10 years later that's not true it's fucked up it is uh on a better note i read just finished another autobiography mm-hmm. that i'd had for years uh my wife bought it for me years ago uh straight from him signed uh and i just finished warwick davis's autobiography oh awesome it was amazing dude there are so many stories in there and it just makes me i've always loved him i thought he's an amazing actor and this mm-hmm. just made me like him and respect him even more it was awesome like he talks a lot about the leprechaun movies and stuff and uh, i'm he, sure there are tons of stories that he, just seems like yes. a fun movie and he knows exactly what they are there's yes. zero question that he knows what they are mm-hmm. like he's he knows that they are bullshit and stuff like he he told the story that uh, like ron howard called him because uh, ron howard directed willow right okay yeah and he was like uh so what are you doing now warwick and he's like uh, i'm doing a creature of, of visual effects uh uh, what what are you doing? It's called Leprechaun, and I'm playing a scary leprechaun that kills people. <laughs> and he's like, Ron Howard was like, Warwick, just promise me you won't do a sequel. And he's like, okay, I promise. <laughs> and then I broke that promise 17 more times. Uh, and then he talked to uh, 
he said he talked to him on the set of Leprechaun 3, and he was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing another one of those Leprechaun movies you told me not to. He's like, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, I saw you were in the second one because my brother was in the second one. <laughs> it was really good. I liked it. I'm glad you didn't listen to me. But he had so many, just all kinds of stuff. Like, uh, you know the Ewan McGregor story about uh, uh, Star Wars, like making the lightsaber noise? Oh, yeah, he couldn't stop making the lightsaber noise. Yeah, uh, He's not the first person to do that because Warwick Davis was doing that as the giant leprechaun in Leprechaun in Space. They were filming him, and then they were like, Warwick, stop, because he's like, throw- when he's giant, he's like throwing boxes around, and he was going, crash, boom. <laughs> they were like, dude, you need to stop making the, we'll add the sound effects. It's cool. <laughs> That's great. But it was funny because there were so many things that, that like we've, laughed about or made fun of or whatever mm-hmm. that he brought up himself he's like i never understood why i am a leprechaun and i get huge and then i look in my pants and i'm thrilled how much bigger my dick is because proportionally it's exactly the same thing yeah. to me nothing changes so why wouldn't why i don't understand why i'm excited <laughs> about this <laughs> um but it was cool because he basically said, like, I know they're dumb and fun, mm-hmm. but I'm proud of my acting that I did in all of them. Yeah. That's exactly what he should he be. He is a better actor than that movie deserves. Yes. And that's what make those that's what makes those movies great. Yeah. And we need to watch the rest of them. Yeah, we will. Um You just said Clint Howard's in the second one. I need to watch that right now. <laughs> uh he refer- he said like he got a call from Ron Howard. I don't know why my things that i'm referencing all around howard uh but like he, he was, was like opie man he was like hey i'm making this movie right now with jim carrey and he's having a rough time he needs to talk to you about how to make it through these makeup effects and it was the grinch right mm-hmm. like we talked about that before it was like all these like remake yeah. me things came back up and stuff so warwick davis was trying to help jim carrey survive making the grinch yeah Do you know uh, they had to bring in a torture guy yeah for that? that's he references that in the yeah. book yeah so that's like one of the things, and like he said, I, did, I didn't know this, you might have, but Ron Howard at points was getting the makeup done also and directing as the Grinch oh, see, I didn't know to that. try to like have Jim Carrey's back and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And that was in Ron ha- or in Warwick Davis's book. Um, but it was great. Like if you have any interest in that or autobiographies or whatever, uh, it really, really is super interesting. All of his stories, like he had uh, a shitty uh, accountant for years okay and he didn't pay he had all this tax money he owed and he didn't get that paid off until he did the first star wars not the first one he was in but phantom menace wow so like he, so like all the money he made for willow and all that stuff mm-hmm. they never paid they fucked up the taxes or whatever so he was doing these things to yeah. get out of that. and then fucking interest and penalties and shit yeah it was messed up man yeah. um but it was great just here and then i don't know uh so i really recommend that to anybody that uh is a Warwick Davis fan. He was talking about like shooting Leprechaun five in the hood. And there's a picture of him dressed as a Leprechaun sitting on a soapbox, uh, uh, in the middle of South central eating dresses, a Leprechaun eating, uh, Chinese food. And he said there were, you could there were gunshots going off in the background as they're eating that. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Uh, I finished the third, finally fucking finished the third uh song of ice and fire book and i've started the fourth uh a feast for crows isn't is that game of thrones yeah it is slow it it is slow going because i i don't read enough here's when i read i read on my lunch when i go to lunch alone 
Like if I have any social lunch or if I eat at my desk, then I'm not reading. So I get through like two to three chapters a week, basically. And those, the last one had 80 some chapters. This one only has 60 some chapters. So that's good. But I'm on like the third chapter. So knowing my uh, dismissal of total fantasy things, Mm -hmm. would I enjoy these at all? Are these, I've not, I I don't know. I don't, I, because I don't know. Because you enjoyed cows. I think, I don't think that there's enough dumb fun. Like it's. It's very political. There are hundreds of characters, and people have plots going on, and like. But I can handle all that. The thing that I cannot handle is, does this guy die because he touches? Uh, he's not allowed to touch cobalt, and then oh, all of a no. sudden he he's dead, and that's no, the the only ma- like. There's very little magic. And, I, and like, there's the even... there's the dragons, and um, there is some like gods and stuff, but. If you read it carefully, like the gods probably aren't actually doing this stuff. Like there are priests who do some magical stuff. There's still a tiny bit of magical stuff in there, but it's like maybe it's not magic. I'm I'm not even anti magic necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm anti rule breaking and absurdity. Oh yeah, I, I don't yeah, even want to it, say absurdity. He, you know what I mean? Like, he is very detail oriented. Um, like with the exception of a few goofs, like horses' sex changes from between book one and book two and some people's eyes color changes which it was funny because it was like blue in one book and then green in the next and then like people caught that and so in the next book uh he was like uh uh his eyes seem to flutter between green and blue in the light (laughs) like (laughs) just trying to yeah correct himself just like a little easter egg for people who noticed that it changed before Uh, I'm in the middle right now of Stephen King's big uh, fantasy series, and mm-hmm. I'm not liking it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Tower, yeah. which the first movie just came out, I'm not enjoying it in the slightest. Um, but in like the introduction to one of the books or whatever, he like thanks a specific fan turned aide or helper or whatever, mm-hmm. because a whole bunch of this stuff ties into his universe. Yeah. So like a lot of these people have to rely on people that are... <laughs> That's to, what he does. He yeah. has a he had a husband and wife team who was like super fan that like told him all the things that changed from book one to book two it was like here's where you made mistakes. Yes, and so he's just kind of been there, like the one who kind of proofreads for lore, make sure okay, you know, is this the wh- I referenced this king at this time in history? Is that the right king? You know, yeah. He's like, oh shit! Now I have to invent a sex changing horse. Yeah. Um. I think there might be some things that piss you off, like uh, they eat peas, but peas is always spelled P-E-A-S-E, like peace. Okay. Um, it's it's like a little old timey and stuff, but it's full of like political intrigue, and it's 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 very smart, but at times it can be very gory. He's very descript. He describes. Uh, a penis going into a vagina with the same vigor that he describes an axe going into a head. They're both going to be very detailed. Um, get ready for you know. Give it a try. I'll, if you, I'll give it a try. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I've have I made myself clear like what I dislike about the yeah. fantasy thing. Like, are you cool with the fact that it's set in medieval times? I have no issues with that like, at all. I mean, like, on a totally different planet and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can handle those. It really is the the like. Which which nightmare movies have we watched, or which for 
uh, I think one. We've watched one, two, two and the remake. And New Nightmare. So I guess yeah, none of those Nightmare. follow the rules. But there's fucking bizarre. Like at one point, he get, so Freddy dies from looking in a mirror, I think, at one point, And he gets resurrected from a dog pissing on him at one point. He dies from. Yeah, it's not going to be bullshit like that. But, but it's not just the Nightmare movies. It's yeah. all like horror movies and fantasy movies to me. The show does that because it has to shortcut shit, right? So like uh there's a bunch of loose ends, so let's just get all the characters together and kill them all off, right? And then we can tie that's how we tie up all these loose ends. There's still loose ends, but like whatever. The books are very much going to to do that. So I'll have to give it a shot. I'm, uh, go get uh go to the library, get the first book and if you aren't hooked by the first brand chapter, which is like uh, by the end of the first brand chapter, I think I think that's when the big event happens. Yeah, you read it a few chapters and uh, report back. I give it a shot because there's even a huge chunk of like Clive Barker's work that is all fantasy sent mm-hmm. that I do not enjoy because it's a hundred percent. Yeah, you just make up whatever you want to have happen constantly. Right, and that's uh, Tolkien totally did that like he you know he like there weren't orcs orcs weren't a thing uh before um and that's weird like elves in that in that manner weren't a thing um but tolkien was very like you know and then the eagles showed up and flew everyone away he is definitely not that he he loves he loves and reveres tolkien but doesn't want everything to just be and then Good triumphed over evil, and the day was saved, and everyone lived happily ever after. Yeah, he's already said that's not how this is going to end. Good. Oh, so he's still doing them? Oh yeah, there's there's five books out. The last one came out in 2011, so we've been waiting um, close to eight years now. I'm hoping that this is the year that the Dream uh, uh, Winds of Winter comes out, because after Winds of Winter is the Dream of Spring. So hopefully within the next 20 years we'll get those two books. Not to be a dick. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this. I know. Is he going to get them done? That's what everyone says. He says he will. I know, but he. I know he plans to, but mm-hmm. is he going to? He seems. He's what? For he's fifty. His fifties. Seventies, I think. He's in his seventies. I think. Things are not looking good, bro. Like, I don't know anything yeah. about his health, but I'm just strictly he looking seemed, at it as a numbers. He seems thing. to be in good health, but he's heavy, right? It is That's like the very first. It is one hundred percent. the thing he gets asked all the time. And it's fucking morbid and gross, but he seems like he's going to make it. Like, Dude needs to be getting, writing an outline, please. Like, that's like, not how he writes, though. I know, but I'm saying. He's a gardener. That's, yeah. that's his, his famous thing is they're architects and they're gardeners, and he's a gardener. Yeah. He needs to try to figure that out for the last book. Yeah. The, there are five books. The plan is for seven. It'll probably be eight. I don't know. But it started out, the plan was a trilogy. And then he's like, I'm, I'm going to need two more books. So then it was a, uh, there were five books and then six books and now seven books. Quintuplet? Uh, quintilogy. Because uh, there's the Alien Quadrilogy mm-hmm. is their box set. Mm-hmm. So this would be a quintilogy. Mm-hmm. And then a sextilogy and a septilogy. So it's now a septilogy. Do you know Octomom did did a porno? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Dolly Dearest. 
Dolly Dearest. Synopsis. Uh, a family moves to Mexico to buy a doll factory, and an ancient ancient spirit uh, takes over the dolls. Yes. Uh, overall thoughts. Uh, if you put this and Chucky side by side, just the first one, like just Child's Play, this might be a better movie. I think Child's Play is more fun, but I think this might be a better doll fucking scary doll movie. I think I disagree with that. I think that Dolly Dearest is fun and the dolls look fucking great. They look fantastic. Uh, But Child's Play is is where it's at. There's more than one of them in this thing. It's true. Um, All right, let's dive in. So So the security officer from uh, Star Trek Next Generation Season 1 Denise Crosby, granddaughter to David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young fame, is the mom in this. And that's my first note, is Denise Crosby, exclamation point. She was also uh, in Cujo. She was the mom in Cujo. She was the mom in Cujo. Wait a minute. I think. Was she? No, she was the mom in Pet Cemetery. Yes, the mom in Pet Cemetery. yes. Would you have, have you seen Pet Cemetery? No. But I remember seeing that on her IMDb page when I looked her up yeah, to see if she was, th- was in anything beyond that's season one of Next Gen. Because I've only seen season one of Next Gen. Uh, Rip Torn is also in this movie. Rip Torn. Which my next note is Rip Torn exclamation point. Um, so they they we open with uh, an archaeologist doing his archaeologicaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the only time I've ever seen that they do it alone. Yeah. Uh, so he Jurassic just, he just got anxious. Jurassic Park is bullshit because normally there's just tons of people, but this is real wor- real life. It's just one person because mm-hmm. you're in super dangerous caves and things like that. You totally do that by yourself. Yeah, safety's not. A you're factor. gonna you're gonna open something massive and ancient by yourself. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, and they expose a red flowy demon mm-hmm. uh, that makes its way into who this- crawls over jump cuts of ground and they uh he makes his way into an abandoned shack which we later find out is the doll factory mm-hmm. uh this is a so uh we open on their family mm-hmm. our, uh, and the kid the young boy is reading a book called why bad things happen to good kids mm-hmm. and i was like this feels a little dark <laughs> Uh, I should have Googled. Is that a real book? It sounds like it because I feel like "Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People" would be the sound of the the a best selling self help book. Yes. Like, and it seems like well, why not make one for the kids? Yes, I agree. Like I know, chick, like chicken soup for the soul for teens. I know that there is a book called like uh, when when Daddy goes to jail, like mm-hmm. a little picture book for kids or whatever. Yeah, and like number one, kind of hilarious. Two, super sad that it totally has to exist mm-hmm. and that it's probably helped a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh I don't it's, but it's also awesome that it exists and helped has helped kids. Yes, yes, yes. I know. The whole thing is like a, a f- flurry of emotions for mm-hmm. me. Um uh and and I feel like there's a business I've talked to my wife about this before, like I feel like there's a business in making ultra specific instances like to explain to kids, like so you found out your mommy has another daddy she likes to lay with or what, you know, I don't know. Like, 
we're, we're going to workshop these titles. Yeah, that's not the best one. We're, yeah. <laughs> but but I feel like there's a thing. Like, so daddy wants to have be with another daddy now. Like, yeah, but there are totally books of my, uh, like my new mommy, my new daddy, and like that deal with those, whether they be same sex or or not. Yes. Um, and I think that that's great. I agree. That yeah. I'm saying that I think that there's a market for those. Totally. Uh, and to keep going more ultra specific. Mm-hmm. So daddy wants to be a mommy now. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I agree. Mm-hmm. We need to delete that. That's another business idea. <laughs> Somebody could make so much money from just taking our ideas could and they? doing them. Could they? Uh, they might be able to. I think while <laughs> this is maybe the best one you've come up with, I think you overvalue the value of your ideas hmm i don't know about that i feel like let me say this i feel like all of my ideas have value one of them is going to be a money maker maybe so you might have to, a bunch of duds that you yeah. have to try but one of them is going to hit sure yeah i i didn't, you didn't i, hit I it learned po- i learned a thousand ways not to make a light bulb yeah <laughs> yes or whatever the quote mm-hmm. is yep uh, and you, you tried the pokey swap thing or you didn't even try. No, you I didn't. Did. <laughs> I bought a domain name. Uh, so and then realized this is a bad idea. People, I don't know if it's a bad idea. Don't go that far. Don't trash the idea. Okay. I don't know. Do you really want to mail your phone like through customs to Saudi Arabia? I don't, but aren't people paying like big bucks and shit for these Pokemon guys? But here's the thing. Hey. How about uh, you sign in on my account for a day, and then I'll sign in back to my account. You're the one the that talked day. about. I don't think I ever talked about sending phones out. Yeah, that was the thing. That was the whole PokeSwap idea. You send your phone to someone else in another country so that you could get those region specific uh, Pokemon. I don't know how the game works. I, I'm just the idea man. You figure out the logistics here. Yeah. Uh, a big thing in movies is buying houses and apparently businesses that you've never seen. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen in real life? I don't I've, know, but I loved the the realtor guy. The, <laughs> He's like the guy, the dad is like uh, uh, I went over the appraisal on this and it said everything had been cupped up. Who I, can I talk to? Whoever made those papers? He's like. I I I I made those papers. I copied them from an American business book. <laughs> He's so proud of himself yeah. too. He's like I genuinely did a good job. proud. Yes. Yeah. You were talking to him. How can I help you, sir? <laughs> uh, so so to get what we're referencing here is the shack that I described that the little demon red glowing thing went into. Mm-hmm. Just this dilapidated shack is the best term to put it, right? Yeah. This family presumably is leaving their family behind. I'm sorry, leaving their life behind in the United States, moving to Mexico because dad bought a doll factory and this is going to be their ticket. They're going to make money. They got a Mm -hmm. new house. They got a business. Yeah. They show up to their house in Mexico and they see this shack. He is envisioning the doll making factory from child's play three, right? Mm -hmm. That's what he's envisioning. Yeah. And what he actually gets is a disgusting trash and and doll body parts filled shack. He gets three broken 
uh, sewing machines and a few eyeballs. Yes. And a drill press. <laughs> yes. Uh, and something that just makes steam. And <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, he handles it incredibly well. Yeah. But in hindsight, what you are you going to do? Blame yourself for this thing. If it's sure. too good to be true, there's probably a reason. Yeah. But what are you going to do? You just got to be like, we're going to fucking do it. Just different now. <laughs> but I didn't. Oh, God. He's like, I thought you said it was state of the art or something like that. He's like, or, I don't know what he phrased it, but he's like, yeah, we haven't touched it since the factory shut down. Yeah, I thought you kept everything in, in pristine condition or something. Yeah, yes, we haven't touched <laughs> <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> uh, the little girl uh, is with him, mm-hmm. and she quickly becomes enamored with one of the dolls. Yes. Um, and I think we really described the way that these dolls look great last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Did we come up with the name for this doll? Here's what, what this doll looks like to me. Did you ever see the television show uh, Small Wonder? Yes. It, they look like little Vickies. I could see that. I feel like it looks like little Vicky is an adult. Yeah. Okay. Like so miniaturized like adult Vickies. That has smoked. For 30 oh, years. Not yet. They they look very cherubic at the beginning. Oh, at the beginning. Okay, at, sure. When At the end, then they look like, you know, they've been on the beach every day of their life for the last 58 years. Uh, I have the small wonder. Didn't they introduce a gay, uh, 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 a character with AIDS? A kid with AIDS? I don't remember. They re- did have a kid. There's a great... There was a kid that was dying. It's a kid who, like, they rescue from a domestic thing and bring him into their home, and then he's never mentioned again. I think that that's it. So I have a distinct memory of a this. This is great podcast right up. here. I'm sorry. Anyway, so I swear I tried Googling. I'm not going to do it. I swear it was small wonder. There was a young boy who had AIDS that was like the neighbor or HIV. And I think this was right in the early 90s where they were trying to tell people like if somebody has HIV or AIDS, you don't need to not let them breathe on you. Like you can treat them like a regular human being. Yeah. Just don't bathe in their blood. <laughs> Yeah, there were there were very many very special episodes of Small Wonder. Um, yes, so that is, you're you're correct. That is what what these dollies look like. Uh, so she befriends one, and rather quickly, it becomes uh, known to her that Dolly Dearest is not just a doll, and her family is not far behind in figuring this out. Yes, she the little girl starts getting evil. More and more evil. She starts turning into... There's. I want to see a buddy movie between this little girl and the little girl from Troll when Turok takes her over. Like, like the like. A, I want to see a road trip movie with those two <laughs> little girls. The one possessed by Turok yeah. and one possessed by this doll. We watched that movie. It's called Monstro. <laughs> it is a sequel. <laughs> you just blew my mind. See? The, you didn't notice... Um, at the very beginning, when he's opening up that tomb, around the tomb are a couple of those tentacle monster heads. I just thought they were like hands. on the wall. I just thought they were hands. 
<laughs> they were the tentacle monsters. It makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mounted uh, to say, hey, don't fuck with us here. We we fucked with the sea monster. I'm embarrassed. El Monstro del Mar. I'm embarrassed. Which makes sense that we would call it that since we are from Mexico <laughs> and speak a language somewhat like Spanish, maybe. <laughs> Uh, so little girl is becoming a giant bee, right? Such a bee. Um, what does she do to show her family that she's such a bee? What doesn't she do? She starts fucking with the, uh, house lady. What? I don't know. Yeah. She's mean to this woman. She shoves her tray full of lunch just down. And then she yells, uh, basically fuck off in the ancient tongue. Mm hmm. Uh, then she kills her. Yeah. She shoves her down a flight of stairs, right? Uh, well, the, she, she, um, goes out. Well, the girl doesn't kill her. The dog kills her. But, um, the parents leave because you know what? They want a night out. They want to find a nice, um, American restaurant probably, you know, cause they're feeling kind of homesick. You're not going to. You're not going to go find a Mexican restaurant. Like, that's where you're going to eat all the time. This yeah. is a special night. They're going to have a special night together. So they leave the kids in the care of the lady who's already said she's going to quit. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, so uh, the little girl goes out to the dollhouse. There's a big dollhouse in the backyard where she plays with uh, Dolly. And she's out there in the rain. And uh, the lady of the house is like, hey, maybe come back inside. Uh, and so she's like, okay. She basically drags her and then turns out they get locked out. So she has to go into the basement. And the basement is full of doll parts and also the doll. And so she tries to climb up the stairs and the doll pops out. And I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> and scares her and she rolls down the stairs and then... Uh, she shoves her in just a vat of water that they have down there, like you do in a basement, and throws um, uh, a light of some sort in there and electrocutes her to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, these dolls are great, right? Mm-hmm. Like they and they they move around well, but also they show just enough. They don't. They very rarely show the whole doll. There's one time where it is 100 percent a dude shaking a doll <laughs> when they kill louise but uh, and that's probably my favorite part because it looks so shitty but i have to say the rest of it looks really good these dolls faces are expressive like mm-hmm. these dolls look fucking pissed most of the time dude yeah. like that's their they every single one of these dolls has resting bitch face oh yeah every single one of them uh and they look fantastic that's the big highlight of the movie for me is the actual dolls mm-hmm. like the story is a little is, is fine yeah. But basically, it's just an excuse to have dolls terrorize this family. Yeah. So Rip Torn is an archaeologist who was friends with the guy who opened up the tomb and died. Uh, so he's coming, the little kid, the the boy who was reading the book from the plane, uh, is curious and wants to be his assistant. And so they discover the tomb together. And they're, the tomb says, don't fuck with my tomb. And so they immediately start fucking with the tomb, as you do, for science. I love that he, like, 
I was so confused for a second when he pulled out the hose that's obviously attached to a compressor. So uh-huh. he was like blowing off the thing to see what the little curse was. Yeah. But you couldn't hear a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, it must be a compressor. Yeah. But you should be able what to hear What you should hear is... Exactly. You don't hear that anywhere. No, it confused. You just hear, like for a split second, I thought he was like pulled out like a, uh, like a pen version of a can of air or something that had an infinite amount of air compressed mm-hmm. in there or something. I didn't understand what was happening, and then yeah. I was like, "Oh, it just doesn't make sense." I thought he had like a laser pointer, <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, "There's a wind inside this fucking cave." Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh. So the family starts realizing that something is going on with these dolls, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, the mom does. Yes. But, you know, the mom doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a woman. Of course. Why yes. would she, the one who spends most of the time with her, know about her daughter? Yes. Uh, don't worry about it. She's fine, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not fine because there are fucking evil dolls trying to take over this place. Yeah. Uh, they kill the night watchman at the factory. They do the old... Give him the Spock fingers with the sewing machine. Yes. Uh, And give him a heart attack by boiling his chest. It's all like bubbly. Yes. Uh, which looked cool. I didn't know what was happening, but I know I don't know what happened. But it totally looked like a real torso. Yes. And he totally had like the Batman logo in chest hair. Exactly what he had. Like it was. (laughs) It was. Like, the Batman logo is obviously a joke, but it was totally a V. Like, you've seen where attractive women shape their pubic hair and do a perfect little V? Mm-hmm. This dude did it with his chest. Yeah. But it's just like above, like, he's he doesn't have pecs, but it's above the pecs from, like, shoulder down. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a uh, chevron or something. Yeah, it, was, it looked like the Batman logo. I, but it did. I, you're absolutely right. But I feel like that was real. Yeah, I, that feel was, like, I feel like that was his natural yes, hair. Yes, it was like a terrible movie, but I remember in Joe Dirt when, like, they... Have you seen Joe Dirt? The first one? Yeah. Like, he has, like, sideburns that are perfectly sculpted and, mm-hmm. like, the white trash facial hair. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, why do you shave like that? He's like, oh, I don't shave this at all. It grows in exactly like this. And like, it grows in all white trashy like that? He's like, yeah. That's what I feel like is happening with this dude's chest hair. Like, he's growing it in perfectly. Oh, it looks it. like Blanco from Street Fighter 2? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> that's exactly... <laughs> what a pull for chest hair. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Brazil. Uh... It's a doll movie. Shit happens. Yeah, finally, father figures big attack. Yeah, there's simultaneous attacks with the girl being all like fully evil and controlled, and her and the doll attack at the house, and then like a bunch of other dolls attack at the factory, and mom and son take care of the one at the house, and go to the factory, and dad and Rip Torn are like, hey. Let's fucking blow up the shit. I have all this dynamite. Let's blow it up. Uh, and so they, there's like the most I have is a one minute fuse, right? So they start lighting dynamite and throwing it. And the dolls just like, like I'm going to yank this out, the, the fuse out. Uh, I'm going to throw this back at you. <laughs> and they just fuck with the dynamite. And I thought that was great. That the dolls are all fucking with the dynamite. Uh, it's good when you can like battle something that can think. Yeah. 
Like usually with monster things like this, they can't think back. Right. These also could think. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I never knew how many there was. Did you ever have any kind of a countdown in Eight-ish your head? Probably. But, but there was never a countdown. Like no. I feel like a lot of these movies like this, like Tremors, is like we got five total. Mm-hmm. Now we have two left. Now we're down to one. Like yeah. that never happened here. So there was always a moment where something else could pop out from another place. Mm-hmm. There's just a big wide fuck off world of dolls out there. Yes. Um. I really enjoyed I enjoy Dolly Dearest, man. Dolly like, Dearest is, is fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's 1991 as fuck. Yeah. But... For what it is, it's great. Uh, here's the big atrocity that I find. The dad does a flip, a cool flip, to avoid the explosion? <laughs> no. Here's the problem that I have, is mm-hmm. that when we're pairing these movies together, if you remember, Monstro had a 4.6 rating, mm-hmm. and Dolly Dearest had a 4.7 rating. Yes. These two do not belong at all in the it's, same category. It's a logarithmic scale. <laughs> it's... Not fair to uh, to Dolly Dearest. Dolly Dearest is not a 10, but compared to Monstro, it is a 10. Yeah. Monstro is terrible. Everybody who who uh, thinks that the movie's good was just like a 12-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> I can see cleavage. 10 out of 10. Or it was people associated with the film. Oh, who yeah. Made it. Those eight people who did everything on the... On the movie, yeah. Uh, so I don't think we need to say nope, which one we it's prefer. Dolly Dearest. Good. Uh, we're on the same page. Good. Because I was a little worried because I, I had seen Dolly Dearest before. Mm-hmm. And I'd like Dolly Dearest. Yeah. And then you were like, fuck this movie. Dolly Dearest is going to blow. And I was like, I feel like I need to protect Dolly Dearest's honor here. <laughs> Next week? Next week. Did you have something else? I'm sorry. No. Oh, you just looked surprised. First movie. First movie. It's not like we do this every week. I don't know. Uh, shit. Okay, this isn't the movie. Right? What movie? This movie, I always get confused with what's the movie? Sinister. Sinister. I always get Sinister and this movie confused. And now that I will actually watch this movie, hopefully I will no longer confuse them. No. From the makers of Paranormal Activity and director James Wan and writer Lee Wannell. Who do you know them from? What are they? I don't know. James Wan. That sounds familiar. Saw. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I don't know who Lee Wannell is. He wrote Saw. Oh, okay. And was in He's Saw. He's the dude, the fat dude from Saw. No. Fat dude from Saw? He's the, he's chubbier than Carrie Elway's. Oh, okay. Not fat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's not the house that's haunted. Insidious. Can I just say, from the makers of Paranormal Activity and director James Wan and writer Lee Wannell or whatever, Wannell, that is a confusing way to write that. I understand you want to get all those things up there. Like, Mm -hmm. here's two names you might recognize. And why not just from the creators of, from the makers of Paranormal Activity and the creators of Saw or whatever. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I really feel like they wanted to get James Wan's name on there. Does his name actually have cachet? More it does than now. Like he just directed uh, the Fast and the Last Fast and the Furious movie in Aquaman. See, I was gonna say that he was a Fast and Furious director. Yep. Yeah. He, he did the last one, and he just did Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the front is a haunted house, uh, and a boy, and 
his his eye has a font and it says help in it I don't know uh and it looks like there's a monster in the house on the back so I think that this is I I think that this is like Damien maybe I don't know okay so it's an evil little kid movie yeah that's what I think good good next movie next movie the conjuring from the director of saw and insidious all right there you go <laughs> they based nailed on, they nailed it on that one based on the true case files of the warrens uh this isn't what's the one with nicole kidman the others the others i think that this one is the others <laughs> good hopefully we'll clear up the two movies that are just like i think that these are two other movies uh is no okay there's a shot on the back that leads me to think that it might be found footage, but looking at the other shots, it is definitely not found footage. Uh, on the front, we just have an older woman holding up a mat, trying to look into the darkness, and behind her, in the darkness, are a couple of hands reaching out, touching me, touching you. Sweet Caroline. I don't know what song you're referencing at all. The song Sweet Caroline? Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard it. What? I'm sure I have, but maybe your rendition is lacking that I don't know what you're talking about. It is like the number one karaoke song. It's like that and uh, Journey. uh, Just a small town girl. I've never been. I've never done karaoke. What? I've never been to anywhere where they are doing karaoke. What? The closest I have come is my wife and I were in, I think I've told this story before, we were in Canada before we had kids, mm-hmm. and we were on at a restaurant on top of the roof, and we could overlook other restaurants and things. Sure. And there were two guys doing the most terrible karaoke we've ever heard, and we were making fun of them. Well, because it's the only karaoke, apparently, you've ever heard. It's true. I've seen TV. (laughs) Uh, So they were doing this fucking god-awful karaoke. We watched that Sofia Coppola movie together. And then, so we're laughing, having a good chuck uh, at them. A good chuck? Uh, Yeah, apparently. Good chuckle. And 15 minutes later, the two guys came into the restaurant that we were eating and were sat near us. And we found out that the two guys that we were making fun of for doing horrible, horrible karaoke were deaf. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best karaoke story I've ever heard in my life. I was not expecting that. What? Yeah, they were definitely deaf. What song were they singing? I don't know. They were just talking and singing like this. You know what the best part is? I was getting ready to say I could pretend like I could mime it. I could sing what Mm -hmm. it sounded like. But you did it for me. And I was going to refuse. I was going to say, but that would be in poor taste. See, it's okay because I grew up with a girl who was deaf. So I'm allowed to do that. That does not make (laughs) (laughs) Is that offensive? I guess it's like yeah, no, that is know. definitely offensive. Okay. Yeah, you're. Is it bad? Like I don't know. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely bad. You, you were. The joke is on them, right? That's our criteria that we've decided. Sure, sure. The joke is on them because you're making fun of the way that they sound. Okay, you're right. That was offensive. That yes. was that was bad in poor taste. Yes. Did not pass our own test of my own devising. Yes. Um. 
so yeah, that was humbling and it made us feel really bad. Like, but it shouldn't have because we didn't yeah. know. We weren't making fun of them for yeah. But in hindsight. It's weird that the deaf people couldn't sing on key. <laughs> oh, no. In hindsight, good for those guys. Yeah, like, that's, that's awesome. awesome that they just were able to go out and have fun and they they knew that there was no way they were nailing what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm sure they had an idea of the beat and stuff like that because they can feel it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I've seen Mr. Holland's opus. I know how it works. Uh, so, yeah. Um, wasn't there a guy? So there was a guy that I think replaced you or you replaced in the, one of the bands that you were kicked out of or kicked him out of. And when he moved to our school, he insisted that people call him Opus from Mr. Holland's Opus. If that was a thing, I don't know. I didn't know the gentleman as well when he, like, when other people knew him. Um, I The only thing I remember is is we were in class, like, day one, and it was like, hey, as I go through, if you, Russell, if you want to be called Russ or whatever, let me know. Yeah. Uh, if there's That's a name how that you in prefer. my 11th grade physics class, everyone called me Jew. Um, so if you prefer to be called something, let me know. And he told the teacher that he wanted to be called Opus because of Mr. Holland's Opus. And I think everybody was like, what the fuck i think this guy just tried to give himself a nickname like that's ex- <laughs> to be fair i mean that kid was sheltered like he lived at home for a while because he had like diseases wrong kid bro wrong kid yeah what kid are you talking about then ryan really mm-hmm. okay he was just a douchebag yeah so that that's makes my sense. point yeah exactly yeah. that's <laughs> yeah not that one yeah he was the drummer yeah Okay. Yeah, he was one. always the drummer. Oh, okay. Anyway, that one is yeah. the one that. Uh, yeah. It told, I told the teacher totally to call remember him. people calling him Opus, and it was or because Obi or something. He, he deemed that himself. That's hilarious. I did not know that part of the story. Yes, because I was in that biology class by that super cool teacher mm-hmm. that he did that, and the teacher was like, "What? Why am I doing that? Why?" <laughs> but it, like he he was a decent drummer, but he wasn't musical. Like he could keep a beat. I don't know. I guess if you have rhythm, you can be a good conductor. It's mostly about rhythm. Justin, what are you going to prefer, Insidious or The Conjuring? Uh, I've heard really good things about Insidious. Okay. I have not heard especially bad things about The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say they're going to both be okay. The Conjuring uh, uh, was the top grossing uh, horror film and one of the top of 2013. Okay. The Conjuring has uh, the Insidious has three sequels so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Conjuring has a sequel, two spinoffs, and a sequel to one of the spinoffs. So they're horror movies. So they're horror movies. <laughs> uh, I think that I will like Insidious more if I All had right. to guess. Good, Justin. What else you got for us? You know what, Russ? It's a big fuck off world out there, man. <laughs> 